0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Heart on the Mic. I'm your host, Vanessa Arvallo, and I don't know about you, but I seriously love when people talk about their goals and their ambitions that they want to achieve. I get so encouraged by that. And something that is just really captivating to me is when people are trying to pursue goals that seem out of the ordinary, especially when it comes to careers, We often hear about people saying that they want to get into the medical field and just careers along those lines, which is great. But it's not every day that you hear someone say that they want to become a producer. This week, our guest is Jolene Rodriguez, and she is the president of Broken English Productions, as well as a producer. She is on a mission to pave the way for those in the entertainment industry, and she has a soft spot for Latinos She actually became an executive at Broken English Productions in the midst of the pandemic. So she made that change, talk about a leap of faith because she was working at Sony for quite some time. She actually started there as an intern and when her internship ended, she realized that her badge still worked. So she thought she would just keep showing up and then she eventually landed a job there. So we're gonna go ahead and hop into that conversation. You decided to make a change and take on this opportunity, but you were working at Sony at the time when this came up and you decided to make the change. What made you do that?
1: Oh, I worked in development at Sony. I was a development executive, which means that I would read scripts, uh, take pitches, develop into the scripts as well, uh, casting, direct, and then hire directors for the film. But it was really, really overseeing the, the prepping part of the film of before it went to production so once it goes to production it, that's you know your that goes on to the production team and then the, the executive at the studio in development would oversee the project dur- through the pr- production process does that make sense
0: and now you're that executive right who oversees it um I'm, I'm all
1: of them I'm yeah all of the above actually <laughs> <laughs> i, no, I need, now see oversee uh the development stage 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 the production stage the post stage i mean i feel like i'm i do it all so sort of. I know it
0: sounds, maybe people who don't know anything about the industry, you basically do it all. You know a movie from start to finish and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's been a, a a big transition for you, right? Going from a big studio like Sony to an oh, indie. Oh, for
1: sure. Because when you're at Sony, you have departments and different divisions that help you get through this process of making a movie, which isn't easy at all.
0: You just send an email and somebody else does it, right? Yeah, you just involve them and you're just like, <laughs> okay,
1: we're passing the you know, now it's your turn to this is your stage of, of the movie making process. And here at Broken English we're an indie company. So when I left Sony, I, I wasn't I wasn't really sure. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. But I think it was the right decision. I, I definitely wasn't nervous about it when the when the opportunity came my way. It was in the middle of the pandemic, it was in July of 2020. I had been at Sony Screen Gems for 10 years already. You would think that you know, in a, you're in your comfort zone and you don't wanna leave or you're scared, but honestly, like it took me 24 hours to be like, yeah, I think I'm done with this and moved on. I had to talk to my husband and, and make the decision together, but uh, definitely wasn't nervous or afraid to leave the company, it was just making sure that I was making the right choice for my family, for me, for my career. And so when they came and they're like, you want to come be the president of the company? I was like, uh, it sounds good, but like, you know, it's not always what you think it is. So you got to really think about, like, think it through.
0: And you did the right things to protect yourself in a sense. You know, you had to do your homework and stuff like that to make the decision. So here you are two years, two years later in July. Mm hmm. Yeah, Next, two, month. Two, oh yeah. Next month. Oh my god. That's will be crazy. Two years. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And being at the 2-year mark, I know you always tell me you want to make a certain amount of movies a year. Mm-hmm. You have made 2 movies now or produced 2 movies. Before I go get to that, how did you get into to Sony?
1: Oh, I applied for an internship. Should I tell the story? Yeah. I feel like it's already out there, but I'll tell it again. I applied for the internship, an internship, and at the time I was at Golden West College, which I fibbed a little bit and said I was some- at another university, um, but I was transferring to that university. There's something happened in my life which, which kind of derailed that. So I said that I was at another university, but I wasn't. And somehow, some way, this these people believed in me and gave me an, a chance. Actually, her name's Erica Coates. She gave me a chance, opportunity of a lifetime, like really freaking changed my life. If I wouldn't have got the internship, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now. So then I interned there in TV, Sony TV, and then went on to work at or intern at Sony Screen Gems and then became an assistant there. And where were
0: you before this opportunity? What did life look like for you in, in that time being a student at Golden West College and doing well, I was,
1: that? I was like an older student. I wasn't like I was 18, fresh 19. Out of high school. Yeah, I wasn't fresh out of high school. That's for sure. I was a police dispatcher at the time and was going to school because I wanted to be in the film industry. And I really didn't even know what that meant. I just knew that I want, like, I I wanted to be a writer, but then I realized that I wasn't very good at it. Once I once I became an intern at Sony, I realized the holy shit, this is next level, and but I really enjoyed the process like of giving notes on scripts and and didn't I didn't even know what development was like the development department, and that's the that's why you do internships so you figure it out, and I was applying and actually my my um old boss at that time he helped me with my resume and he was like you got to change it from police dispatcher to like assistant to something i kind of remember but it because why would you hire a police dispatcher in the entertainment industry so we made it look like i was like an admin something i don't remember and they ended up believing it thank god and here i am he was rooting you on oh for sure big fan i feel like
0: something about your story too knowing you personally by the way julina is my cousin in case (laughs) i haven't mentioned that that you've always had been open to and had supportive mentors like people who seen your vision even if it was one in that season mm-hmm. or in that moment to support you and to help you move forward because you've even shared with me like working there you were also in school and doing the internship mm-hmm. and your boss you know allowed you to do homework on the clock and oh, stuff yeah. like that like people believed in you and cheered you on oh, yeah. all
1: throughout the process I mean at that time when I was a police dispatcher I think my son Matteo was I don't know, one maybe, eight months, and my daughter was like four or five. My husband was in the military in Iraq at the time, so I'm interning. I'm going to school full-time, and I'm working full-time, which sounds ridiculous, but I somehow made it happen. And the police dispatcher job is a 24-7 job, so you can work your hours to make it make sense that you can do an internship and go to school full-time while doing your homework at work because your boss was like like nice enough to let me do that. It was difficult Car- like juggling all those things, but it wasn't – it's obviously it's doable, you know, so for people who are who are out there thinking, well, I work full time and I can't do an internship. You know, if you really want it, you'll figure it out.
0: What motivated you to keep you going at such a exhausting time? Like you could have been so easily like, oh, I'm going to drop out of school.
1: My kids, my daughter, probably. Yeah, mostly my daughter, my, my twin sister was a big believer in what I was doing. And at that time, you know, she was here and really truly believed in me. So I was like, well, I can't let these people down. And mm. I had to keep showing up. And also like, I truly wanted it. I wanted it. So it it, it didn't make it easy, but it, it made me, it made it easy for me to make that choice to keep going.
0: Accountability, a clear vision and community. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm sure is what brought you to where you are today. Oh, Cause we sure. were talking about that earlier, all the support that you had. If if you didn't verbalize those golden goals and dreams then nobody would knew oh, yeah. that they needed to
1: help you get there and i did have that support some people are like why well, don't have a babysitter like i have my mom's sisters my aunts my theas, um who each of them had provided me some type of uh, support whether it be you know phone calls saying you got this or watching my kids while i did all these things i needed to do or people showing up, one of them showing up and dropping food off because you know my husband wasn't there or what, whatever it was. Not that we needed food, but like just providing, yes, yeah. And like all those things matter, and all those things made me who I am and were like allowed me to do what I needed to do.
0: It's it's all important because if you're like trying to do it on your own, then that's when everything seems so impossible. So transitioning and back to what we were talking about, you made two movies Mm -hmm. let's talk about those
1: movies uh so when i when i got (laughs) when i got to the company it was like july 1st or something and they're like all right you're here and we start production on july 6th or 7th you go to set that's your movie now and i'm like what the freak how am i gonna do this i don't even know what that means i mean i know what it means but i'm like now i gotta go oversee a movie on a set and before, like you have, you hire a producer to be on set and you oversee them. So now I'm doing the job of both. Like I'm the studio and I'm the producer, which kind of is a conflict of interest because you want to you want to keep the budget in check and you want to do certain things as the studio, and then as the producer you want to keep the integrity of the film okay. of the script and the without like having to make decisions based on a budget. I mean, as a producer you both, but as a studio you're really you're really thinking about money budget and. And as a producer, you're more like trying to protect the director and the script and the movie and and so on. So for me, I was doing both jobs, which was not easy, but I learned how to do it eventually. Uh, That was called 17 Union. It's now out on Amazon as of June 23rd. Yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday, June 23rd. Uh, 23, shocker. So yeah, we did 17 Union and and I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that. How does it feel to have your first movie out that you helped produce? Oh, I was mad emotional yesterday just to be a part of it, to see it like come just to see it on Amazon and to see all the support that I was getting on social media from family, from friends, from people I don't even haven't talked to in 20 years, reaching out and posting about it. And, you know, it was, it was, it was nice. It really was. It was, it was nice to be supported, even though some, sometimes I'm like, what the heck? I don't even know these people. or I haven't talked to them since high school or junior high and they're doing this for me, but you know, that's so special. And I really, really appreciate it.
0: And for people who are like, why why should I watch this movie? What does it do for you? Perceiving you as being a a big, not understanding what indie is. What is What does the support do for someone who's, you know, trying to get an indie movie out there and stuff like that? A simple rating or review, um, watch. Mm-hmm. What is What does that mean for you guys?
1: There's not a lot of marketing dollars behind these type of films. So even though it's on Amazon, even though we sold it, we made it. My, my company made it and our finance company financed it, um, which means we didn't have studio money. It's, it's not a huge budget, it's like $10 million, $20 million. So when you're making these smaller movies and you don't have the money to market it, you got to somehow figure out how to, how to do it in a more, you got to find solutions not based on money. Yeah. You got to get really creative with your, how you're going to do this. And social media happens to be a big part of that so you me or anyone spreading the word on this is is i'm so grateful because we don't like you're not seeing tv spots you're not seeing billboards you're not seeing any you're not you know no red carpet carpet premiere for this one and you're not you know it's just it's just much more difficult than having we don't have a marketing team behind this to make it happen so it's it helps so much when you get that support on social media or wherever and when you and, and people are actually watching it and clicking on it uh it doesn't mean that we make more money it doesn't mean um, like it, it helps us in a way of the studio sees you clicking on it Amazon sees you watching it sees whoever's watching it watches the numbers and says wow this works This these, it's a, a Latino movie and they're very difficult to make and they're very difficult to get the audience to watch but if we can get them to watch it they'll want to do it more That's why they'll come to the
0: builds trust with you guys, right? They'll come to you more when you have your next films Mm -hmm. coming out to be like, okay, the other one did good. We're going to allow you give you the space again. It, It creates a space, right?
1: Yeah, it creates a space not just for me, though, for for all production companies or producers who are trying to create Latino content and not that I want to create Latino content. I want to create content that has Latinos in it. I want to be very clear about that. So but when you have a movie that does well, and this is very, very Latino movie. But like I said, when I got here, it was already done. Like the script was already chosen. I just produced it. So for, for you guys to watch it, for anyone to click on it, it just creates more opportunity for everyone in the industry who wants to do what I'm doing.
0: And there's a second movie as well. And this one you've seen from script. picking the script to the very end. Yeah. What, what is your movie called?
1: It's called Righteous Thieves. That one was... Talk uh, about your baby. <laughs> that one was um, actually the owner of my company, Ruben. He he came up with this. He, one morning he called me. He's like, what do you think of this? And he started telling me his idea. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. And I go, I have a writer, let's just get it done. So we pitched it to the writer, Michael, and Michael ended up writing it for us. But it was, like, he it was a he gave him, a, like, a nugget of information, and then Michael just ran with it and created a story and character and, and really developed the shit out of it. So Righteous Thieves is an ensemble heist movie that, I mean, is a dream to even make or even, like, be a part of because I got to hire, uh, you know, Latinos and uh, – a handful of my friends who I, who deserve the opportunity and I didn't just hire them because of that because I know them but because they're talented and they deserve the chance and the opportunity Is it was just so exciting but to oversee from pitch to script to casting to I mean really just really producing this film from like beginning to end all the way to post and really overseeing post to the screening last week and it's the people who showed up to support it was just a casting sc- like a special screening for the cast. And we invited a handful of people and it just like, they showed up and they're excited and they're excited to see a movie about a heist, but it's just people in a movie doing their job. And it's not like shoving Latino or any type of narrative down your throat. It was just a very, it could have been white. It could have been black. It could have been Asian. I just cast it the way I wanted to because of who I am. And it, it worked. It did. super exciting.
0: Super good movie guys. So you guys have to keep an eye out. i asking her like all the time, like, when can everybody see this?
1: <laughs> well, I have to sell it first. But yeah, so it, we're waiting soon, for that. It's going to happen. Soon. You're going to
0: see it. So remember the name, <laughs> Seventh and Union, and also Righteous Thieves. Jolene has been like in the trenches. I remember going to your house, and you're picking your cast, and their picture pictures were up in your kitchen. Like, do you think this person's going to work? Do you recognize them? <laughs> and who who is the cast? Uh, can you say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for
1: Righteous Thieves, it's... um. Jane Lee Ortiz, she's on Station 19. Lisa okay. Vidal, who is a veteran in the game, a badass, who's on Being Mary Jane. I mean, I can't even name all the stuff she's in. She's this next-level, talented. Um, Sasha Mercy, who's a comic who I met, who's actually has never been in a big movie like this or or a TV show, so that was super exciting to have her in this. She did so good, she killed it. Oh, multi-talented woman. Like, she could sing, dance, act. You, you, she's a comic, like, you name it, she could do it. Produce. She can produce, she does everything. Uh, she's just a badass Dominican woman. Then we have Carlos Miranda, who's on also on Station 19 and was on Vida, who's a fucking badass as well. And then Cam Gigante, who, I mean, I feel like most people know. He was on, like, Burlesque and EZA and Twilight and Never Back Down. And just the list goes on. So I have a super talented group of people that were I was lucky enough to cast and actually wanted to work on this movie and fucking killed it. Super proud of them.
0: And their chemistry on screen, too, was just like, wow. Like, they want to be there with each other. And it, it was just a whole bunch like, they're funny and just worked really well together oh, so yeah. I'm excited for everyone to see it and congratulations I hope you're like savoring all of that because in no time you're gonna be telling us all like oh my gosh my movie got bought this is where you guys can watch it
1: oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. I'm just dreaming right now I'm just honestly like in a place of incredibly grateful to be able to do what I want to do and even when there's moments of like even when there's moments of why am I doing this? Or when I have these, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Being ungrateful to, I just think about all the people out there who are sitting on their couch wishing that they can make movies, who want to make movies and don't have the opportunity to make them. And it's not an easy business. It's not an easy job. It's not an easy task. And to be able to do it twice in the last two years on my own is it's just incredible. Like I'm, I'm just so grateful, so happy. And I, I hope that other people can feel the way I do.
0: What skill set do you believe got you to where you are today because I know you're very strategic and you talk about it all the time. I know your secret. What's your secret? Tell them. Networking.
1: <laughs> no, I know. I, I was like, I was like, you know too much. I don't know what you're, what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
0: shit. Um, yeah. I mean, I won't ne- give the real, real secret. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, networking definitely is a big part of it because if I didn't network, I wouldn't know the people in the movie and I wouldn't, you got to go through... Look, you can get it done without. No, that's a lie. Because then you got to go through this long process of going through agencies and and I did that as well, but it's just it makes the process easier when the talent trusts you and when the agent does call you and say, "Hey, we got this project from Jolene Rodriguez. Are you interested or take a look?" and them say, "Oh yeah, that's my girl," or "Oh yeah, I know her really well," or whatever it may be. That makes the process so much easier because even me, when I get emails from random ass people, I'm like, I'm like, hmm, and I start researching them, and I'm like, I don't know, is this person real? So it just, same thing for me as a producer. If if I wasn't out there putting myself there, putting the work in, doing those lunches and those dinners for the last ten years at Sony, and sacrificing fa- like family time and all these things, because I knew it was going to pay off, I knew eventually it would pay off. Then I wouldn't be where I was, like where I'm at now. Like all that networking, all that, that those late nights, gave me exactly what I needed. I needed access, and to be able to pick up the phone and call. You know whoever not whoever but
0: come on you can name drop no who, who have you, you called
1: <laughs> <laughs> to pick up the phone and be able to do what i do it it's you have to be able to put yourself out there and make those those uncomfortable calls and those cold emails and hope that they believe in you and they trust you and i gotta say i everyone always tells me like oh it's it's easy for you to say you worked at sony and i'm like fucking damn well i did i worked at sony i used that email but guess what a shitload of people work at sony and they'll do they didn't do what i did mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't send those those emails out they were too shy or embarrassed or whatever it made they don't want to step out of their comfort zone so sure you could say oh well, well it's easy for you you worked at sony but yeah i mean there's a lot of people that work at sony and they're they still work at sony and they're still miserable no offense to sony i wouldn't be here without sony but as so you know like you that's just, 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 just your to do experience it. yeah you just have to do it
0: so being resourceful obviously you've seen what you had there and you're like well, why not build these relationships and these friendships and sometimes too at least for me i can just be so like nonchalant about you know being around people and stuff but building those connections are just so important because you don't know what you can cultivate there and in the midst of all of that and the hardships and stuff like what kept you dreaming
1: because there was a time where where i was like i'm done with this this is this is dumb i'm gonna go freaking work at the bank and that would have never happened because i i I, structure and me don't do well but like i can imagine doing a 95 at the bank i would get fired uh but (laughs) it's it's true i I came home one day and I was so frustrated. This was probably like my 4th year there, I think. I don't even know. I can't remember, but I was my I was there and I came home and I talked to my husband and I was like, "Why am like, I not getting anywhere? This I, mean, I drive first off I drive from Orange County to LA every day. I'm not getting anything out of this. This isn't funny anymore. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this and I lost track of like the purpose. I don't my the mission, goal. my dream, my goals, whatever it was. I lost track of what it was. And he was like, "You're a Latina woman, you're the only woman that works in your department that does what you do. Like, why don't you take advantage of that? And I just dove deep into it because the, at the time, the boss man, Clint, was like, "We want to do, we want to hire more Latinos in the movies, and we want to hire more Latino directors, writers, whatever it may be, tell those stories." And so I was like, "Well, what the hell am I doing? I'm like, I'm the perfect person to t- do this. I am that person." And so I started really hustling in that area, and that that distracted me from me being so unhappy, not getting what I wanted at Sony. I created my own my own happiness by going out there networking and creating my own opportunities and that there like kept me going i was like okay and i, start, I met so many great people who i get to work with now like the, my cast and at that time i was like how am i gonna help them and i started to feel like a little bit of a fraud because i wasn't able to help them at sony and i was like they think i can help them I, or i think they think that i can help them and but then i would share with them like i don't know how this is not easy and we had to understand that this is a business and i learned this very quickly when i got to broken english because now i make decisions And if we fail, it's my fault. So you have to be really selective on what you're doing as far as projects. So Sony being the corporation it is, they're not going to want to take higher risk. They want, not that they want low risk, but they don't want to take higher risk on something that no one's ever done before, which is what I do now. No one wants to do it. It's so hard. And I get it. It's very difficult. So at that time, it didn't make sense for them to hire. They, they, they said they wanted to do it, but they wouldn't do it. It just didn't make financial sense. Because we're like the black black community as well, Latinos, they don't see us as internationally um, appealing, and financially that makes that doesn't make sense for them because they need the whole world to watch these movies in order for them to make a killing. Mm. So domestically we are we do well because we're here. So if they say okay, well we'll give you we'll give you thirty million dollars for instance if you have Justin Timberlake in your movie, but if you have say Kevin Hart they'll give you half the budget. Now they won't because Kevin now is an international star at the time he wasn't. So you have to understand it's a it's a business decision. It don't, and we take it personal as Latinos, as Black, Asian. But for them, it's like, no, it's not personal. We just want We need to make sure that we make our money back plus more. And yeah. I've now learned that even though it's so frustrating, it still pisses yeah. me off. It still like makes me mad. But in order to, you have to take risk in order to create those stars. Clint Culpepper took a risk on Kevin Hart multiple times and now he's a fucking huge star. Yeah. But, he took a risk on him, which then created a star. And not to take anything away from Kevin Hart. He's fucking brilliant. In order for those things to happen, we have to be able to take the risk. And it doesn't have to be a Latino movie. Just hire a Latino star yeah. or a Latino actor and make him a star. And then he'll become international. It's not that difficult.
0: And then everybody's going to want to see wants the them. movies.
1: Then everyone wants them though. Then everyone, then everyone chases him. I mean, everyone wants to work with Kevin Hart. Everyone wants to work with – once you're big, everyone wants you.
0: Getting into Sony was obviously a dream come true. But where did that passion come from? Like, why, why the industry?
1: Mm, I don't know I've always had an interest in it I think in, in some way or another it's just I, I like the creative I like that, that I'm, I'm not a one plus one person I'm not a structured person so creative is where I lean and I do well there and for what I, t- I think I took a screenwriting class at Golden West College and then I really was like oh my god I want to do this so bad and it, it just I don't know it just really gave me that passion Like I think that's what did it I took that screenwriting class and then I was like this is what I want to do I want to be a writer and then once I got to the internship I realized no, I don't, but I do want to be in the in that process of developing scripts, giving notes and 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 molding and shaping the scripts and, and creating what we do. But I can't say like there was a moment where I was like, Oh my god, this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. And there are people in the industry that are like, you know, like movie buffs have been watching, they like they know every movie and da da and I'm like, Yeah, that's cool, great, good for you, but that's not me. Like I just wanna make movies and help my community and and honestly just Helping other people who want to do this, who writers, directors, talent, whoever it may be, that's where I like thrive like that's where I like where, what I want. I want to be able to like make dreams come true
0: and you're clearly doing that just just seeing what you're doing and being able to work alongside with you i worked with you in 2020 as well too and just seeing all the background and all that you put into it and really being strategic about who you're talking to or how you're trying to plug them in even if it doesn't benefit you and you're just like dude this project's not going to work for you or whatever that looks like you're really doing your best to to pave a way and in five years or even faster hopefully you know we're going to see the ripple effect of what you're trying to do now here at broken english and really create that opportunity for those rising stars and for those people who just aren't given the time of day to to show that their talent
1: is is what is needed. You got to see the process of of this from the beginning when you when you came to help me out on the first movie and all the different personalities you had to deal with. I think that was a big lesson for me actually was like handling all the different personalities and some people being, you know, a little disrespectful and not realizing not even that they didn't realize they just don't care you got to see all that like on our Zooms and stuff. Yeah, you be shaking your head or you been having like step in because they'd be speaking Spanish, talking shit. And you like, I speak Spanish, just move on. Remember like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just all the, I don't know, it's, it's the business we're in, but because everyone wants to be like, everyone wants to have their part in it. And I, I respect that. I respect that, but you got to be respectful as well. And a lot of it is ego though. You know, people, this business is filled, filled with ego because everyone wants it, the spotlight. For me, I'm like, cool, whatever works. Like, let's just,
0: Let's, Let's give people m- movies they yeah. like.
1: Let's just make it happen. I want to work with good people, solid people, happy people, inspire like people who want to inspire others. I don't want to don't. I'm not doing it for myself.
0: What about your upbringing or life experiences has made you that person?
1: I mean, there's negatives and there's positives. So the negative is like, I didn't see anyone I wanted to be. No mm. offense to anyone. I saw a lot of people I didn't want to be, and. And I knew I was like, well, I got to figure out how I'm not going to like be living at my grandma's house. I had great influences at school, not influences, one great influence at school, my high school teacher, Ms. Axel, uh, Patty, who is my great friend now still. And she, she really, she made me feel like I could do it. She made me like she was so positive all the time. She understood why I was angry or why I felt certain ways about certain things. And she was she was like don't let that be you like let that create who you're gonna be and and also like my aunts I have a lot of people around me who influenced me in different ways and gave me things and different things that I needed and you know like my aunt Renee she like showed me the hustle and like with the kids and with me and she just she was just I was I spent a lot of time with her my my mom worked a lot and me and my sister spent a lot of time with her during the summers and stuff and and just like just the things that I saw like it's just so crazy. And I don't even think she knows, like, that about what herself. You picked up. Yeah. But each of them, each of them, like, I feel like my mom, my aunts, they all had, like, some type of influence on what I did. And their soul and their, like, the way they are, is, they're a success. The way they nurture you. Yeah. They're In my eyes, I see them as a huge success. And people look at, you know, people always want to determine, like, or say, like, oh, you're successful because of money or what you do. And I, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't think that. I think that, you know, if you're a good person and you're solid and you're and you're a fucking housewife, but like you're the best housewife and you take care of your kids and you love the shit out of your kids, you're successful. You're good. Like, you don't need to be like I got stuck on that. And I, I thought it had to be something because I wanted to prove to and it's, it was validation. And that shit doesn't make you happy. At the end of the day, you're going to go back to being miserable. If you sit there and think, like, I want to do these things because I want to prove to other people that I can do it or that, like, look at me, that validation right there, it's going to wear off. Mm. It's not going to last. And you can, whatever you're doing, I think whatever you're doing, whatever job it is or whatever, taking care of your kids. For me, like, you just, I don't know. You just have to do what makes you happy. Like what I do, making movies makes me really happy. Doesn't mean that everyone needs to do what I do. It's your passion. Yeah. And if you, like my sister, I have a twin sister and she wanted to, she did so, she worked, she was a, worked at a mortgage company, but she was so happy being at home with her family like baking and cooking and would never do anything that i would like any had zero interest in what i wanted to do and i had zero interest in what she wanted to do but that that didn't make her less successful i was like i was envious of her i wish i could be like have those maternal like issues like uh maternal instincts anything. i only have it with my own kids i'm not with, like that with other people like a f- handful of people that i feel like i am but it's just not who i am like my sister was like that with everyone like she was just like love to bake love to cook love to take care of people and so but she was in my eyes I saw her that's a success she was happy whatever makes you happy you're good my mom didn't bring us around a lot because Mm
0: -hmm. of all the dysfunction Mm -hmm. with family and grandma's house and stuff like that the chaos she wanted to for us not to see what you seen Mm -hmm. but everything that I do remember about Julie is that she always had a gang of kids with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> my mom wasn't babysitting. Then she, she was, was babysitting. Yeah. I'll come home
1: from like when I was police dispatching. And and if it wasn't my best friend Iris's kids there, it was Alexis, my the Alexis' kids, you know, or actually Renee's kids live there as well. So, yeah. you know, yeah, for sure. She was that person. She's, she's, I think that runs in our family and she definitely picked up on that.
0: Mentioning your teacher at Bolsa, Miss Axel. hmm she really did something for you in shaping how you perceived yourself moving forward and overcoming basically the chaos that you were in the midst of I know you said you had a call one time with some kids on the east coast at a school and you were just speaking truth to them and speaking life into them and that call had a significant impact
1: on you why yeah uh so it was miss excel she she texted me one morning I was driving to work or I was driving with someone to work, and she's like can i facetime you i want you to talk to these kids because she, she worked in dc or like i don't know somewhere over there and i don't think any teacher at bolsa grande thought i had a future you know like and that was a hard part like you're a teacher you should be like trying to mold these kids instead of putting them down and she she's that person she lifted you up i always wanted to push like see how far i can go to get away with something and and you know just a risk taker which is a big part of my, my success i think but um she and I started talking to these kids and then someone one of the little girls not a little girl they're in high school interrupted me like cut me off to ask a question and everyone was like stop I want to hear what she was gonna say and it and that right there I was like they were listening they were listening I don't know what they got out of it. I don't know where they're at now but I hope they got something I think they did because they seemed excited about what I was saying and just sounded like man just because you're doing shitty in school or you're not a, like an a student doesn't mean you have no future like mm. I didn't fucking I didn't get straight A's until I got to college because I tried in high school i didn't give a shit i was like just showing up just because i had to and just and my point to them was like just because things don't look bright now and things aren't working out or their life sucks at home or whatever it is or you're not an a student or you feel like you're you know not smart enough or good enough or you're whatever doesn't mean that you don't have a future you can you can change like you can change that it's up to you and me telling them oh now i work at sony and, and whatever i'm sure they were like oh my god like this woman who was a shitty student like was I told them like all the the bad things you know like that how I was, and somehow I made it. And for them, I'm I'm I I, I mean I would hope that I inspired them in some way. It would have been a lot easier if I went straight to university out of high school. If I would have tried in school, because I because I can get A's. I proved it to in university. I went to university and got straight A's. So it's not that I couldn't. It's just because I didn't want to. I was lazy. If I would have just tried a little harder and shown up, then then things would have been a little easier but also would like to say that that created who I am yeah so you know I I don't know you just gotta let it be then I mean I don't there's some things I wish I could change but and you're a kid and you're immature and you're you're figuring it out I think that's part of growing up is you make mistakes and you look back and you're like I wish I could do the things differently and then hopefully in the future you do just showing up overall I mean (laughs) that's Miss Axe though you should interview her next I mean she was just like what's wrong with you (laughs)
0: She Should we get me. the gossip from her? Yeah, no, <laughs> fuck no. She'll talk shit. Uh,
1: she like she had me and Julie in her uh, in her class, and she Julie would like really fucking study and try hard, and she would like get a B because Julie just struggled in that area. And then I would show up and I would get a B, and she was like, "You didn't even fucking read the book." Like, she's like, "If you would just try, you would like you you would get it. Like, you just show you just don't put like any effort into anything you do." And it's just because I didn't care. I don't know. I wish I I wish I cared more. Maybe I don't know.
0: You had your sister to balance you out. Yeah,
1: for sure. She definitely gave me the balance.
0: My very last question is what would you tell your younger
1: self? That everything is going to be amazing. You just have to work, you have to show up, but everything's going to be okay. No, everything is going to be more than okay. Looking back as a kid, I was like, I don't even know what's going to happen in my, in my life. I would tell my younger self, just keep showing up. Keep trying, hustle. Don't lose that, that drive because everything is going to be just fine
0: remember to put the fear aside to know your end goal and to just keep pushing so that way you end up where you want to be on that note guys that's a wrap until next time